Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul. You know, I was yeah. looking at, at the news bulletin, just coming in over, over Google from Sky News, BBC Sports, um, RT Sports, and other outlets. And I was like, my God, again? Again? What the hell's again. going on? I, I, I say again because, because okay, Ben Askren, although I was kind of still leaning on the side that the other person, Ben Askren, has the the, the combat sports back, even though his strike is not that great, you know, I was saying to one of my other friends at the time, I was praying for a miracle to happen in that boxing ring. It didn't happen. With Tyron Woodley, Tyron Woodley seemed like a much safer bet. He's good with his hand. He's known for his knockout power. Still didn't work. Yeah, true. But if you look at his last, like everyone keeps bringing it up, he hasn't hasn't won his last four fights. Mm. Last four fights. Um, I think... Like even since the Wonder Boy fight, the first one. Did you see the first one? No, I did not. Embarrassingly, embarrassingly, I didn't. Um, no, um, but that was really good, really back and forth. And then the second one was born as shit. Um, everyone said it. Was, loads of people probably if you like were really, really an expert in martial arts and all the different things. Like Joe Rogan said, it was very technical, but it was just two lads scared to do anything for 25 minutes, basically. Since that fight, because I think Thompson nearly finished him, um, he's been very gun-shy. He doesn't throw his hands as much. And you've seen that in his last couple of fights, except for the last one, Luke. But when he done that, he ended up getting finished early. So maybe he was thinking... I won't do that again and risk losing early and try and stay in. But it was like, it felt like he like he was going to go and then he wouldn't go. And it was so frustrating watching it, especially when he hit him and got him against the ropes. You thought, right, now this is it, jump on him. But he didn't. Okay, I, I didn't see that fight, but the one thing I know, and this may sound a bit random me saying it, from what I've seen of Stephen Thompson, his last few fights, Wonder Boy can move really well. He can dodge your shots and any attacks you're throwing at him. He can move really well. Yeah, it's because he's he's a, he's an excellent counter puncher and counter kicker, especially. Um, he he hasn't had like his last fight. He lost Gilbert Burns. It was a decision. It was a decision. Yeah, it was a decision. Um, it wasn't very entertaining because to shut him down, you you just take him. You can take him to the ground, and that's that. Like because he's so. He's so different in the way he strikes. He doesn't strike like anyone else. Because not many people come in with karate. There was uh, Machida years ago, but not not anyone really comes in with karate. It's more of a point fight, fighting sport. Um, but his counter his counters are excellent. And it, uh, go back and watch that fight past the first one. Um, it was it's an absolutely amazing fight. But since then he's been gun shy. So. It was kind of what people thought was going to happen. That, but if he let his hands go, if he let, like he proved he had the power. If he let his hands go, that's what was really frustrating. I'm sorry, man. Just I'm listening to the, all the all the news, people's opinions. Man, it's it's only a game. I understand that's only no one's died or anything. But I, I said it to you was in the last episode. 
if he wins this fight, if he if he was to beat Conor McGregor, if if they were to allow that fight to happen, I'll hold my hands up and I'll say begrudgingly, even if even yeah, even begrudgingly, you're gonna have to start putting some respects on Jake Paul's name. Um, to some degree, Logan Paul's name as well, because I just can't stomach how two people, especially one of them, that's just come out off off the back of making videos where they're just doing stupid stuff, pranks and whatever. They, they venture into the into the field of combat sports of boxing, a really well respected sport. You know, it, it does feel like they're making a mockery of the whole thing. Personally, that's where I feel when when I when I just see him talk about the sport and participating in the sport. Yeah, I do see what, because like, we actually have a conversation the other night and and I was asking, but then when I kind of watching the the whole face-off um, with him and Tyrone, I was sitting at the table with Earl and some of the stuff he was saying was just kind of, it was it was kind of childish. It was going on yeah. about Tyrone's cheeks and how thick he looks and, you know, it was just, it was weird. Um, it was weird. That kind of turned me off a little bit because he, he wasn't really like, you see him coming up, he's training or whatever. And then when he gets to those face-to-face, I know he can get, he's a, he's a troll, but like that's, it's, just, it's a bit weird. And you could, but to be fair, when it ended, he was he was quite respectful. It was actually Logan who annoyed me more at the end when uh, Tyron said about the rematch and see how Logan started going, you're old news, you're old news. And just his, his demeanour towards Tyron was what annoyed me more. I think is that rematch going to happen? I don't know. Um, he said if he gets the tattoo, Tyron actually tweeted out. I seen it earlier uh, to their tattoo artist that was supposed to be there. Where are you to get this done? Um, they said if he gets the tattoo, he'll do it. But I reckon they won't give him the rematch because if you remember initially before the fight, they agreed whoever lost will get the tattoo. So why would Jake give him a rematch when this bet was made on something that's happened? Like, why would he now say, I'm going to give you a rematch if you get the tattoo when the bet was made prior? I'd let him get the tattoo and I wouldn't give him the rematch. And it seemed quote, very desperate. Like, he seemed very desperate at the end, didn't he? That tattoo? Yeah, the, no, the way Tyron was going on about the rematch and, like, I even heard his trainer talk in the corner to him and he said, uh, like, in the last round, he even said, like, let it loose, let it go. You don't want to go back there thinking I could have done more. Just do it. And then I think that's at the end, he he realized that was his chance gone. And uh, they could do the rematch. But Jake Paul, when I was listening to him, I think I sent you the, the clip when he was talking. He said, no, I haven't got a haircut for two years. And, or I haven't been to the dentist. My nose is all crooked. My teeth are all crooked. I, I think I might just want to chill. It kind of sounds like... He wants to exit now. Maybe when he got hit with that punch, maybe he thought, fuck, John, these people do punch hard. But then he said in the press conference um, that they're going to stay on track. So we'll see. I I don't know if he'll get the rematch, but if it was the second highest selling pay-per-view of the year, I could see them doing it again. But then again, who brought that? Was it Jake or Woodley? I think it was was, was was his fan. And then it was the, the MMA fans who, who, like yourself and myself, a couple of weeks ago, thought he was going to win. 
I say to MMA fans that hate Jake Paul. No, well, it was Jake Paul who demanded that a rematch clause be included in the contracts for the fight. And um, yeah, I think he did that. I thought he did off the back of he suspects that he's now dealing with someone who's good with their hands. This is all before what happened on Sunday, even before the boxing match. And he probably thought, no, I need some insurance here that this doesn't go my way. I get a second chance to prove myself again, you know. So um, the way things are, you know, especially after yeah, how he was hit, and he just fell back against the uh, against the um, the boxing ring uh, ropes there. I, the, I I saw the expression on his face. I think that actually took him by surprise. Wow, this is a uh, there are times that you're going to be hit hard, and you're not going to see that coming. You're not going to see that um, a train wreck <laughs> coming to, to just mow you down. Um, I I will there be a rematch? I I don't. I, I I think it really depends on Jake Paul. It really does because why I see he's a person who holds all the cards. But I mean. Where he's concerned, Jake Paul, I wouldn't really take anything he says too seriously. I mean, the rematch before, and um, there's a rematch still going ahead after he won. Does he really want to go back to that place whereby he's full time Woodley, and then you see what happened halfway through that match, up until he lost? Um, does he really want? Does he really want to run that risk of actually losing? Because if Tyrant actually, if you know, if Tyrant fought that way, he did, and he's going to go back and train. He's going to train even harder to make sure when he comes back to train to fight again, he's going to make sure that he wins. Yeah, well, he will. He, he can't make sure you win, but you can train and you can, uh, you can get rid of. Uh, you can look at what you've done wrong, um, and what I noticed. Well, I kind of got from the commentary as well, so I'm not going to say I know that. He he didn't jab that much, but when he did jab, that's when he was able to get these punches off, and he didn't use it enough. To get in, so boxers have to use the because he's smaller. He needed to use the jab just to kind of to get in there. You know, you can't just go in throwing wild ones without working your way in. And he just didn't seem short a lot. I think if he did get a rematch, he would try and right the wrongs. Um, and I, I don't think Jay, like I said, I don't think Jake Paul. I think when he got hit with that shot, I think he, I think he knew then the power. It was like you know when uh, that that meme was it. It was at this moment you, he knew he fucked up. That's what it looked like on his face. Already, someone turned that whole clip into a meme. I, I saw on Instagram so someone just took that just a snapshot when he's leaning, get back against the edge of the boxing ring, and then they just um, use that. They put like a caption above this is at this point. Yeah, like you said, at this point he knew he, he fucked up or something like that. I, I was gonna make that, but I should. No point now. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, anyway. Hold on. You know how to make the memes. Work. What? You know how to make memes. No, but I'll find out. I didn't know how to edit. <laughs> I did. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to to make fucking videos three days ago either. And I, mm. it was it's fairly it was fairly easy to be honest. But um, uh, I see. Well, the funny the one of the funny things was even though Tyron lost, they're saying like Jake Paul said he was going to make him a meme. Tyron the meme but he even though he won he's been made the meme with that picture um, yeah. I don't know how to feel I think I think MMA but um, they need to stop going across but yeah. against like Jake Paul they're going to fancy the chances that's what I thought because okay kind of moving away from the event um, 
so far, you know, they say that whenever they're calling, whenever they're introducing the boxers in the ring or the fighters, whenever, whether it's MMA or boxing or judo, wherever it is, they mention their record. The announcer mentions their record. Now, Jake Paul's record, as far as I'm concerned, has been so far a padded record because, and I've said this to you before, I said to many other people before who followed the combat sports in general, I will never consider this person, this guy, to be a professional boxer until he actually challenges himself and competes against a professional elite level boxer. Look at what happened backstage with um, himself and Tommy Fury and a Tyson Fury's younger half-brother. Look at what happened. Now, Tommy Fury is an elite level boxer, professional boxer. Could I see he's an, could I say he's an elite level boxer? Mm, well, he's 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 a professional boxer. He's a pure pure professional boxer, isn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't say elite though. Yeah, his okay. his record. Too far. I would I probably hold more credence to Jake's record than I would to his. Um, some of his some of the people he fought has been like zero and twenty, zero and forty. They haven't won fights. Like, so they're professional boxers, but they haven't won fights. If you actually look through the records of the people he's faced, aren't that good. And I actually didn't see his fight, but I don't. I was told it was a shit show. Um, or what I've seen online, it apparently wasn't good, but he got to win. Would you be happy if he faced Tommy Fiorini? Uh, sorry, who? Sorry, Tommy Fury. You... If you look at Tommy Fury's record, right, the people he's faced. Some of them have had zero wins, 14 losses, zero wins, 20 losses. Okay, so they're, they're not that good anyway. So, like, Tyrone Woodley would be more competitive than any one of the people that he's probably faced. Um, like, I don't agree. I don't think Jake needs to fight someone elite because he's not elite himself. Like, every boxer has to build up to be elite. Um, but when it's, a, when it's a basketball player and... Like he, like he didn't even know how to box. Like it was, it was horrendous. He was to, to basketball player. It was, it was like a kid in the playground, you know, throwing sweat, like running and swinging. Um, ben Askren went there just to make money. Um, as they said in the commentary team, he looked like a bag. Of, he was built like a bag of milk. His body, yeah. um, only off a hip operation. He, I don't think he trained. I think he just put up a few videos online to make it look like he was training. So Tyron would be the only kind of legit person he has faced, but he's still not a boxer, but he's still kind of legit. He's got the name power. That's the thing. But where does Tyron go from here? God, and everything, what you just said was, it's kind of an echo of what I heard from another video, you know, from another YouTuber. Um, have you heard of him called Tuzi Fusey? Something like that. Oh. Yeah, he's a friend of Jake Paul. And um, the person interviewing him and asking him questions um, said, or asked him, uh, would you like to see your friend Jake Paul fight um, Tommy Fury? And even he said, yeah, like he said, no, no. Um, uh, I don't think my friend is there. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Jake Paul fan and I'm a Jake Paul friend. So friend being the being the side of him that will tell Jake Paul the truth and be honest. Um, he said, no, Tommy Fury, he's so far from um, Tommy Fury. But my main, my my aggro is that this guy carries himself, both him and his brother carry themselves as professional boxers. But I, I just can't see that until I see you 
be put up against a professional boxer, a proper professional boxer. You know, I just can't stomach that statement. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. He's got a professional record of four and zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what he's going to do from here. My worry is for Tyron now. Like, what's he going to do? Because people are saying it's going to tarnish his legacy. But what what bothers me about this is I actually did like Tyron. He did whinge a bit when he's in the UFC. Um, some of it I think was validated. Some of it wasn't. I don't think he got the push, but maybe that's because he winced. Um, but he never got much love in the UFC anyways, for whatever reason. I think it was after the second Wonderboy fight where he was hesitant. And then after that, it was the same. He never really pushed and pushed and he wasn't exciting anymore. And all his fights were like just Joe, two people scared to move, scared to do anything. Because so I think he has he has the record for the least amount of strikes thrown in a title fight. Against Damian Maya. Um, so Dana White fucking hates him. Uh, so I don't know where he goes from here. Like, I don't think boxing, I don't think he'll, do you think he'll get, be able to get another boxing fight? I don't know. I think that's why he wants to jade the rematch so bad. Because then if he if he wins, then he might be able to get into boxing. But I can't see, I suppose they could take him for the name value, but that'd be it. I don't think he'd be taken seriously. He is 40 as well. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yes, it's nineteen eighty one. You're forty years old, and well, 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 it depends. I think it really depends on what Jake Paul wants. Does he want to run that risk risk again? Because if he goes up against Tyron Woodley, there's still a chance that Woodley could beat him and win. And then <laughs> they're both. Now, if he loses that fight, then now he's the one that's going to be screaming and shouting and demanding for a rematch. And they're gonna go head to head for a third time. And they all make loads of money. Yeah. That Dustin, it's like Dustin Pro and Conor McGregor. Whoever wins the next fight, the other person says, "Okay, fine. I wanna, we wanna, we want another bout." They keep extending. <laughs> I saw that meme. Is it UFC? Yeah, where they're like granddad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If, but if. J- if he did fight him again and he did beat him and then a trilogy, that that actually be good for business for him. Um, if Jake won the third one, let's say, just say Tyron won the second one and then Jake won the third one, that'd actually be good for him. I think money-wise, and um, because then if Tyron did beat him, then people would see he he is kind of legit. He is, so like we all know he's good in the UFC, but if just say he knocked Jake Paul out in a second one, then people go, oh, well, he, he is good and then if Jake Paul then won the third it'd be, it'd be good for his brand I think but boxers boxers pride themselves on having a zero loss record so of course I yeah. don't know I don't know I'm not too convinced that he's going to keep boxing I don't think he will after the way he was speaking but maybe he was just emotional after the fight maybe he was still dizzy from getting punched in the fucking head by Tyron Woodley no I can't I can't see either one of them especially Jake Paul pursuing this as a career I mean, again, like I've kept and maintained my opinion on, on my opinion that both of them, especially Jake Paul, are attention seekers. And once this the sport dries up or once becomes too challenging or too embarrassing for them, 
they're gonna look, they're gonna pursue something else. They're gonna look for something else. Maybe all the YouTube videos and the prank videos they made or making and they exploded their channels. Maybe that dried up and they just couldn't find anything, any new content, anything to give them new content. So they just have to find something else. And by this stage, they've got their name power, brand power. So when they go into something like boxing, which again is a it's a sports, it's a thing that still gets lots of attention from people. You know, um, they can still make lots of money. Them, their name power just only you know makes it even more, more a lot more easier. I keep complicating my words. Yes, no, I do understand. But I heard someone say this the other day, so I'm not going to take this as my own opinion. I think it was Eric Hawan. He said, "Would like Jake Paul came into this as a multi-millionaire already?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So would you not respect him that he'd go in and he'd like he'd want to pursue something like this when he has that much money? Like that's a bit extreme to go to that length for content. Like if you have millions, you're gonna get paid two million to get potentially knocked out by someone and embarrassed. But you see, I don't know. You, you, you say that. I was speaking to someone else about um, this was like a month ago when when we were talking about Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. And just looking at the, how the fight went, the fight was over before it before it, it had even started. It was ridiculous, just how the whole fight went with those two guys. And I think it was well known that um, uh, whatever the loser would be taking home, which was Ben Askren, Ben Askren took home $500,000, which for most people saw a lot of money. And a lot of people, one guy that I was speaking to, who is my um not mixed martial arts, but my, my kickboxing coach? He said that's life changing money. He would punch his own mother in the face for that sort of for that amount of money, right? Now I was shocked when I when I I, I was we were texting on, on Instagram. I was I was shocked when when I saw that statement coming through as a text message, message as a reply. Then I thought again. I thought again. Then I thought, hmm, that seems quite extreme. But if you're giving that mind money, and you actually said to your mum, "No, I turn it down because of what they said I had to do," she might punch you in the face. (laughs) 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 But turning it, and then you're both broke. Yes, I mean it was extreme, but then, my God, I mean, <laughs> oh God, this sport can be so ridiculous sometimes. God, it's crazy. Oh God, um, I but no, okay, fine. You know, he's uh, he's won. Is there going to be a rematch? Who knows? Um, it's going to really the way I see it, the whole thing. Really, you know, it's uh, it's around what Jake Paul wants. Um, I think he's holding all the cards. Um, uh, yeah, from what I can see. So, um, but I think it was agreed in the contract, wasn't it? So, whatever the whatever the outcome, they have to have a rematch, isn't it? No, I think it might be only on Jake's side because they actually talked about that at that face to face. Because Jake says he's no idea how he got that. That got there. His manager must have put it in. And Tyron said, if I knew, he goes, he's because he said something then about 
if my manager said about a rematch clause, I would have said no. I think don't quote me on this because I would be so confident in beating you. So I don't think Tyron had one. I think Jake had one if he lost, not if Tyron lost. Okay, okay. No, I didn't know that. So it's almost like a one-sided thing. Yeah, Jake claimed he didn't know about it. His manager must have put it in. Okay. All right. Um, there's a so, few. You know Tyron should have gotten to Jake's manager and got that. Like, Tyron should have went and looked for a rematch clause as well because he knew how much money he was going to make and if he potentially lost to make sure he, he can legally get that second fight then because it's in a contract and anything in America, con- contracts are usually watertight. You know, so if he didn't get it, he'd be compensated. So he should have looked for one, but it doesn't. I don't quote me on that now, but I don't think he did. I don't think he did get one. Jake only has one if he loses or had one if he lost. There's a lot of rumors and accusations going around about Jake Paul's performance in this fight. Was he taking PEDs? Was he taking steroids? And a statement that, that, uh, not, not, that Tyron Woodley made about the drugs test. They sh- I think there should have been drugs tests, but there wasn't. Yeah, he actually said that in the thing before. He said you could be on PEDs. And I think Jake actually said, sure, we're getting drug tested, aren't we? But then it actually came out that only the championship, the fights for the championships, I think, and I think the only championship belt was uh, Serrano and I can't remember the guy's name, the Mexican girl. Um, I think that was the only title fight. So only title fights were tested for PEDs. So Jake and Tyron weren't. Okay. Right. But I think Tyron said he'd beat him on PEDs anyways. Like, don't make that statement. And then if you lose, turn around and bitch that he's on PEDs. Because mm. a lot of people do that when they lose to someone, especially when it's someone who they don't like. They'll, I think they'll do anything just probably to... Um, you know, it's like being a sore loser just for can't let it go. You lost, you lost, but you won't let it go. You won't let it go. You won't let it lie. Um, it could be one of those things, but um, I don't know. Just it, it kind of some people were even saying that he was paid to win. The other side was pay, other side was paid to lose. I I saw that somewhere on YouTube or Instagram that there's some sort of um, shady background um, deals are being made that some pe- some not some guys, but one of these guys was paid to win, the other person was paid to lose. I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy it. It's whenever these fights come around though, like Ben Askren, Conor McGregor, like when all these big attractions, circus freak shows come out, this is when you get the it was fixed brigade. Right. I don't I don't think so. I think it was just Tyron the way it's been the past three years. And because I think he could have, I think Jake gassed in like third, fourth and fifth, I think. And I think he could have taken him out if he'd put the pressure on. And then I think he got a second wind later on. But I think it was just, he just, he was too timid. He didn't, he didn't let loose. And that was the problem. That's, that's all there was too. When he got him against the ropes, he let him come back up and they moved around. Like once he comes back up, go again. Like just uh, end it there and then. I think this is what it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not gonna get hung up on it or anything like that, but for me, um this may sound silly, this may sound far fetched. For me, it, it 
was for Jake Paul probably an easy-ish fight because you're dealing with someone who boxing isn't their complete... What's the word he's, um, he's a, Tyron Woodley is a mixed martial arts um, fighter. No, he doesn't get to use his complete arsenal of weapons. No? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, no, it's like when someone you talk about someone's craft, what they normally, what they're good at, what they're known for. Almost, almost oh, like, like a master. Uh, well, we know that okay, boxing isn't his forte. It isn't his um, what he's what he does on a regular basis. Yes, yeah, not his primary weapon, so to speak. Yes, yeah, so until until because I noticed Jake Paul never calls a proper professional boxer maybe not elite level but he never he never fights someone who has been a boxer for, since day one so far as any the people who are boxers okay the first the one two or third person he's boxed they weren't prof- professional boxers they weren't combat sports athletes to begin with the other two being uh Askren and Woodley they were mixed martial arts mixed martial arts uh fighters they were not boxers but he hasn't fought a proper professional boxer. And the closest they've come to doing that was probably when Logan Paul fought Floyd Mayweather. And even then, that was an exhibition fight. There, was no, there wasn't going to be a winner or a loser. Yeah, like I said, he, he gets them for the name value. He gets them for the name value. Um, ben Askren retired. Tyrone Woodley's been released. All on the decline as opposed to going up. He's not fighting anyone that young. Um, he probably won't. He probably won't fight a boxer but unless he fights Tommy next. Because I, I heard Tommy got a good pop out of the crowd. So if he got a good pop out of the crowd, that might make money. But I, I wouldn't have thought so before this. But maybe it would. Um, he's just gonna go, he's gonna go for whoever he wants. Like he holds the cards. All the UFC fighters are looking to fight him. Like they're Just all caught. Like, yeah, it's the, the money. money. And then what does that say about the UFC? If Jake Paul, a YouTuber, can pay fighters more than the organization they're in. Oh, but but at the same time, other you know, the big names in boxing, the legendary names who even those who are no longer um maybe no longer around, well they don't okay, they don't count, but those who are retired, Mike Tyson. Everyone, um, Hollyfield, uh, Lennox Lewis, the retired names, the guys who don't box anymore. I'm sure they will agree with me um, that something like this degrades degrades that the level. The, I the like, like the pause with us. <laughs> He's been on their podcast. They've been on his. What the hell's going on? Have you, I'm going to send you clips. He likes them. No, I remember seeing that somewhere. I was just hoping that maybe I misheard. I I misheard or misremembered what um, they were saying in that episode. But I think, yeah, you're right. He does like them. Why does he like them? Why? I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, they must be training hard. They must be doing the right things. They're in Puerto Rico training. They set up a campaign against bullies, boxing for bullies or something. Like, Maybe it's because it's bringing attention back to the sport, be it good, be it bad. It's still bringing attention back to the sport. Oh, God, this is a change. I'm just going to have to suck up, suck it up and just get used to it. Because it's here It's only going to be around for another year. So 
I'd say it's only around for another year. So just don't watch it. Don't listen to him. Block him on all your social media. Block anyone that mentions him. I won't talk about I won't talk about him again if you don't want me to. Um just it's not what we can do. He won, he holds all the cards, he's in the power position. It's whatever he wants to do next. The goofing around, the messy hair, the tattoos everywhere. Oh, got your hair, got your hair. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah that was. Even yeah, at he, that, got, God? He, he got he got a punch or two for that as well, and he looked like he was crying, getting dragged into dressing room. Um, he's gonna keep he's gonna keep on doing it because he wants to bring more eyes to the sport, bring more attention to the sport. Oh, but you know what? He's one. He's one. Let's let's see what happens in the next one. If the next one's gonna be a lot more interesting, if if the next one. Uh, includes a boxer such as Tommy Fury, that'll be very, very interesting because it'll be a much more close-up, much more even match-up. They're close in age. So they'll be, move, they'll be, you know, have, what's, how can I say? They'll probably be moving around at the same speed. They're not going to tire out so easily because they're still in that same, that young age bracket. Yeah, just I think they're both 24. I think they're both the exact same age. I think. I think. No, f- yeah, uh, I think Tommy is about 22. And, oh, is uh, he? Yeah. yeah, and Paul is about 24, 25. But it's not oh, okay. around the same age. Yeah, so, so just young, in the early 20s. Yeah, yeah. But let's see what happens. In that fight, I mean, I'm sure um, it'll, Paul will have to make sure that he gets another rematch clause in the con in the contract. Like, that's if the, he wants to go ahead in the first place. My source, one of the excuses that um, he had made as to whether he's going to go ahead and fight, take up Tommy Fury on his offer to fight him. And I think he just said something like, got doing that, having that fight now probably would just wouldn't make sense. Like his YouTuber friend, Tuzi Fusey, um, said um, he's not there yet. But let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's it could be a bad idea. Like you were saying, that YouTuber said, it could be a step backwards in name value mm-hmm. and won't sell as many pay-per-views, but a step up in competition. So why would you take that? Like Chael Sonnen says, fight the worst guy for the most money. That's it. Worst guy. When you say worst guy, you mean make sure that... The least that... guy. The guy He's... you think he can easily beat for the most money. Okay. Whereas right. if you're talking about him and Tommy Fury has been a boxer and I don't know what his record is. It's only like 7 and 0 or something like that. Um he he might he's been he's been boxing his whole life. Like he's like there's a generation of boxers there. Um so he might have the gas tank to see where Jake gassed out in the fourth and fifth or whatever rounds it was that he won't gas out. And he will capitalize on the mistakes Jake was uh, doing. Whereas Tyron isn't a boxer, so he wouldn't see these things as clearly as Tommy would. And maybe Tommy's not that good, but Tommy would see certain things that Tyron wouldn't have. So it's very risky for him to fight Tommy. Because, yeah. I, like I said, I think it's, it's a drop down in name value from Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Like outside the UK, who really knows him? Even though he got a pop. I don't know 
I think he's well known in the US to an extent. I think that the fight he had um, recently, the most recent fight he had on the same fight card as Woodley and Paul. Excuse me. I think that fight, he said that when he got to the US, when he got to the venue, a lot of guys, it was a debut fight for him, but a lot of guys are clapping, cheering from there's a big crowd waiting to meet him and to receive him at the venue. So, I think he said he got a really warm welcome. So I think so far at the moment for starters, they've taken a nice, a nice, um, what's, I keep forgetting the words. Like a giant uh, one. Huh? Like a, they've taken the, they've taken a giant one. They like him. Yes, yes, that's the word, that's the word. They seem to like him for now. So let's see where that goes. Um, but, you know, for the, for the time being, this whole, um, Jake Pauls and Logan Paul situation that I see where it goes. My God, I was just so shocked and depressed when I woke up this morning. Just looked at my phone. So it's a habit I try to break. But um, a part, part of me knew that he was that he he's going to win this fight. A part of, I'll hold my hands up and say, no. Part of me knew he was going to take the win away from this fight. And that's it. I was oh, you were Tyron. Huh? I have messages. You see, no, no, you were adamant. You were adamant Tyron was going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, I was, I was. Oh, I think it was more you were hoping he was going to win. Mm. But look, it is what it is. We can't change yeah, it now. Tyron or Tyrone should have put the foot on the gas and pressed. But it's easy for me to say this. I'm sitting here overweight, unhealthy. So uh, <laughs> I can't really comment on... Uh, on what fresh spot, but he should have put his foot on the foot on the gas and he should have just he should have went after it. Like he had nothing I suppose he I say he had nothing to lose, but he probably didn't want to risk it and get knocked out and be then be known as the person who got knocked out by Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So maybe that's why he didn't, but he should have just pushed it. At the end of the day, he should just push it, but fuck it. It's done now. Yeah, that's what it is. Um <clears throat> So, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, yes, Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje. Though it's, it's not such a hot topic at the moment, is it? Uh, no, because it's, I think it's because it's announced so far in advance. Like you've seen with the, the fight that just went on last night, like me and you were talking, there was a bit of a lull. There was a bit of excitement when it got announced. And then there was a bit of a lull until about a week and a half before, and then it, it ramped back up again. But that card is looking amazing. Did you see who's on it? Um, Welly, Zhang Welly against Nama Yunus is booked for that. Cool. And there's another really good fight. I don't have my second, I don't, I don't have a laptop, and I don't have my second phone to check. But there's another really good fight on that. I think it's Edgar and Chi Overa. And Take a quick look. And Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler. Any that, that has no. Diaz has a, has any one of the Diaz brothers? You know, a lot of people can be watching that card because as I've been as I've been hearing, they are needle movers. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't know. It might not be that one. Nick is on. I think it might be the one before. I think it's USC two six eight. But that's what I was saying before for. Madison Square Garden. I say to rent that place costs an absolute fortune. So they need to uh, they need to pack it. They need to make sure that the the pay per view buys are big and 
that the yeah. place is sold out and they can sell high tickets for a high value. No, you're right. UFC 268, Saturday, 6th of November, 2021. Gaethje versus Chandler. For now, things could change. I mean, things could change. I mean, something that could put a spell in the works is Chandler has made it clear he doesn't want to take that vaccine. So Dana White and the UFC are really going to have to reconsider whether they're going to host the event. I think New York, you have to take the vaccine or so. Yeah, for indoor events. I don't think they will move the card. I don't think they'll move. I don't think they move the card. I think they move the fight. Because it's not the main event and they've got so many, so many fights. Like who else is on that card? Is Nick Diaz on that one? I don't think. I don't. I think it might be the one before that. Or it might be that one. You've got, so you've got. Nami Yunus is fighting. There's Kamara Usman versus Kobe Covington yeah. for the World's Weight title. Yeah, that's that's uh, quite interesting. <laughs> Give me a very interesting fight. There's China versus Gaethje, and so far, I don't think they, I don't think they've made up the rest of the card yet. They've got Rose and Zhang Weili. Um, they've got Pete Overa and Frankie Edgar. So the Nick Nick Diaz might be on the one before that. I can't see them pulling from Madison Square Garden though. Yeah. I can't see them, no. I think they'll just put another absolute banger in there. Like that whole card, that whole card is going to be a top to bottom banger. Um, like even the prelims are going to have some names on it, I'd say. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. But they need to, they need to, in Madison Square Garden, it's cost so much to rent, so they're going to need to have a reason to sell tickets for s- such a big, like for for a big fight, uh, for for a huge amount. Sorry, because if I remember correctly, UFC two seventeen had three title fights at MSG, and it was the first time three title fights ever changed or three titles ever changed hands in one night. Bisping versus George Saint Pierre. Cody versus TJ. And I think it was Rose versus uh, JJ, Joanna. So Madison Square Garden is always packed. Like the cards are always good. So I think they won't move the cards. They'll move the fight if he doesn't take it. Or they'll just pay someone off. No, no. Uh, you, you're <clears throat> I'm looking at the names now. There's some big names here on this card. Even on for the for the the other events are not main event or co main event. There's Frankie Edgar, yeah, uh, okay, Frank, Luke Rockhold makes his I think his return in this card. Yeah, Sean Strickland. Yeah, for, uh, okay, Edgar Ali Quinta is going to be there as well. Oh, he's fighting fucking Bobby Green. Who is he fighting? Bobby Green. Yes, he's fighting. Bobby Green's good as well. Damn. This is going to be like a really, really big there. night. Yeah, it's like, like the main card is usually five fights, and there's probably more than five fights there already with those big names. Someone's, some of them are going on the prelims. Oh. <clears throat> so it makes sense as to why they went to uh, what they once called, and I said it to one, in one of our past podcasts, the Palace of 
event. Uh, I can't, but it was something like that. It's, it's such a special place. You're gonna host something there. You better make sure that it sells out. But so you can, you, you know, you make your money's worth, and you know, whatever money you spend on hiring the place, <laughs> you uh, can make the money back. No, but it's a really, really big, a really stacked card. No, good. I look forward to it. I stay, I stay up for that one. I booked that off work, and I stay up for that one. <laughs> I will. No, I like do the you, same as well. Like, uh, like from start to finish, that card is going to be like even the prelims going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be. Oh, it's, uh, looks like it's going to be a fucking awesome card. Yeah, it will be. I can't wait. Uh, I need to do my homework more before we do these podcasts. I mean, I thought that because the whole weekend and the whole of last week, I was just thinking this Woodley and Paul fight, Woodley and Paul fight, Woodley and Paul fight. That's the only thing I would think of because I wanted to see Woodley knock out Jake Paul. Didn't happen. So I was just thinking that this fight's going to be so important. It will override even the UFC event happening the night before. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I've, I left a comment on every Instagram post about the fight. This hype train is soon going to come to an end. So, that was the reactions. So some people, uh, there is one guy who is an actor. He follows mixed martial arts. He's friends with Dominic Cruz. And so he used, I think he starred in a particular US sitcom with Meghan Markle many, many, um, a few years ago, back in the early 2010s. And um, he even said himself that he doesn't like Jake Paul, but he can't see Tyron Woodley winning this fight. He can't. He, it looks um, very likely that Paul's going to win the fight. And he was commenting on Bradley, all the posts I was making about the uh, fight. Yeah, this is going to happen. And, you know, even on the results day, um, when I post about the fight again, he said, yeah, it's exactly as I predicted. Yeah. Right, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop bitching about that. No, it's, it sounds pathetic. You know, that's what it is. Right, move on to MMA. Circus show is gone now. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. So, was it UFC Vegas 35 or 34? 35, I think. Hmm. So I saw the main event. It was good. I thought that um, uh, Barbosa would win. Looking at his last fight, fight, I thought he would win. But uh, it was a Georgian who... Well, looking at... And is it this fight that they both fought the last... They they both fought in their last fight. They fought the same person, Robert Whittaker. No. It wasn't okay. That's probably the event before, um, but I thought Barbosa would win because he seems to be his stand-up. It seems really, really good. Um, I can't pronounce the other guy's name properly. Is it Giga? Yeah, Giga. I can't pronounce the second name. There's a Georgian name. Um, I thought if he wins, probably it's just by luck. Luck because his last fight, I think the way it seems, he seems just to. He seemed a bit lucky with that knockout. 
the T with the TKO, if I can say that. I don't think so. I think he was on the rise, anyways. Like everyone's been talking about him the past year. I think was he the guy that they kicked out of UFC briefly as well? There was something got to do with a bag being brought well, I mean, from somewhere. Was that earlier this year? Yeah. Was that no, him? That was, no, that was a, a Middle Eastern, a Moroccan or a North African uh, mixed martial artist. Um, I think they had let someone come in and into the, what, at the time, what they call a um, a COVID bubble or something like that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had to stay in your own bubble, yeah. And Dana White just said, okay, that's it. That was really the dumbest thing you can do because it could affect the whole UFC team here and the whole um, uh, staff that work at the venue. We can't have that. So he actually just sacked him. Then I think about a week later, he said, I can give you a second chance. (laughs) Took him back. Um, His manager was Ali. That's why I'd say. Ali Al Z's or whatever his name is. Um, I can't pronounce that name. No, but anyways, no, everyone's been talking about him. He's looked good. Um, I was hoping Barbosa was going to win because I like him. I like him. He's kind of been around a long time. He's got some of the best knockouts ever in the UFC. His his wheel kick of Terry Etim, I think, was the first wheel kick knockout. Like, he's just, his fight against Dan Hooker, like, he just, Butchered his body to Dan Hooker, and Dan Hooker is tough. Dan Hooker should have been gone minutes before he did, but he just kept coming forward till he actually just collapsed on the floor. Like he's got excellent knockouts, and he's a fan favorite. So I think everyone wanted wanted them to win, but unfortunately, sometimes like that, the direct directory for some person is just going up. His is going down, but I thought his was going back up again since he went down. I think he'd won three on three in a row. After moving down to featherweight, but unfortunately he lost. Unfortunately, I was looking. I was looking forward to it, and I, I thought he was going to win. But uh, sorry, man. Um, I need really just call into the main event. You see, Vegas thirty-five. Um, did you see the co-main event? No, I didn't. Oh, so I'm not the only one. Was it just the main event that you saw? Yeah. I was because I was working and all over the weekend, so I couldn't stay up for two the two of them. I was off today, so and I was working Sunday, so I couldn't stay up Saturday and then go on to work Sunday. Um, so I just caught the main event. Uh, all right. Um, but, but the. The Chandler, we didn't actually finish talking about Gacy and Chandler. We kind of just went off on the tangent. But who's you fa- who would you favour to win that fight? You know, I was going to say, I would say straight away, Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler, because as nice as a person he's as well put together, as much of, he's a really good gentleman. He's a, a real gentleman. Can, in my opinion, you know, he's uh, speaks well, he's articulate and carries himself with some, with some class. But when he's fighting, and this is a comment someone made on one of my older podcasts, and they said in the cage, he's an animal. You know, on his stand-up's really good. He can, you know, his punching, his uh, shots are ferocious. 
on the ground if he gets if he gets you know like a what's the word I can use like in a triangle or guillotine you're in trouble because his rest his ground game's really good so he's a well-rounded mixed martial arts fighter but Justin Gaethje knows has been known for, to have some good knockout knockout power as well um so I would have said Michael Chan but I think for this one I'm gonna be like kind of on the fence um I just have to but if I really had to put my money on it, if I was really forced to make a bet, make a decision, I would go with Marco Chandler. I go opposite. And okay. the reason being oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, go I still very still feel really nervous of making these predictions because I'm concerned about people calling me an idiot that I don't know what I'm talking about. But Michael Chandler, because of yeah, his uh, he's an animal in the cage. He's his punching, but his stand up is ferocious, dangerous. His grind game is also really good as well. Um, Justin Gaethje, good, but not as doesn't have that sort of firepower that Michael Chandler has. That Justin Gaethje is known to be have really, to be really really good with his hands, but why do you um why did you go do you he's, go the opposite he's way? A, he's, a, he's a wrestling champion though as well. He just doesn't so, use it. Gaethje. Really? Yeah. I he doesn't use this. it. He, he doesn't he doesn't like using it. Um, and out of his twenty four fights, I think twenty one, or is, he's got twenty three wins and twenty one of them are knockouts. Um. I think he's gone to a decision. I think 2014 was the last time he's gone to a decision. Don't quote me on that. But I think that might have been, yeah, the last time he's gone to a decision. Um, his three losses are Dustin, Khabib, and Eddie Alvarez. Like, really? They're his three. That's Justin Gacy's only three losses. Let me check that. I think he's like 24 and 3 or something, or 21 something and 3. Yeah, you're right. Not that I doubted you, but God, <laughs> just three reds here. Everything else is green. Yeah, it wasn't until he faced Eddie out. Every, I think he lost to Eddie first, didn't he? And then he lost yeah. to Dustin and then Khabib. Because after Dustin, I think he bet James Vick. Would I be right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you've done your homework. I sh- I need to do that for doing this podcast, yeah. It's not. Well, it's, it's because I would have been watching at the time as well. So, And because he's such an exciting fighter, they call him the highlight. Justin, the highlight gagey. So, um. That's why I know because I would have been watching at the time, and I like I I quite like him because he's quite exciting. Um, but he's evolved since he started since he lost to Dustin. He's more measured. He's more calm now. He's not swinging wildly going in. He's picking his shots. He's still hitting you hard, but he's picking them and he's not rushing it. He's waiting. Um, like he's being cowboy. Then after I think, uh, he absolutely schooled. Did you see what he done to Tony? He absolutely schooled Tony Ferguson. Like. 
I don't know how Tony Ferguson stayed standing during that fight. But that's why I go for him, because he's got the wrestling background as well, but he doesn't use it. He just, I, he just doesn't use it. He says he doesn't want to use it. He says it's boring. He says, says he wants to go he, out and put. He says it's it, boring. He wants, sorry? No, I don't know what you he says it's boring. Yeah, he wants to go out and put on a show. Stand and bang. But his wrestling didn't do much good against Khabib. Khabib took him down fairly easy. And... Uh, yeah. But then Khabib's another animal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like welterweights and middleweights say that Khabib takes him down at will. Light heavyweights say Khabib can take him down that he just feels stronger than he should be for his size. So, like I said, they're his only three losses. So you've got Eddie, Justin and Khabib. Justin, who should, in my opinion, be the lightweight champion. Only he took the money fight. Um, Khabib, who was undefeated, and then Alvarez, who as well was was elite at one stage as well, and who was Michael Chandler has faced as well and lost to, and beaten. I think they're one and one. Or no, I think Michael Chandler might be two and one with Eddie. Wow. Okay, now I understand the reason why you would side with Justin Gaethje. I'm just looking at both the results, both their MMA uh, records. Yeah, um, Gaethje has a far more impressive record than Chandler does. My God. Chandler has six losses, 22 wins. Gaethje has, well, just three losses, 22 wins. Yeah, um, and like, look who the three of them were. But then again, uh, Chandler's aren't bad competition either. You've got one of the Pitbull brothers, um, yeah. Eddie Alvarez. Some guy beat him twice, and he kept asking Dana White to bring him to the UFC to beat him again. Um, I can't remember his name. He bet him earlier on. He bet him twice. Um, but it's a saying that like it could like, what's the saying? Everyone has a puncher's chance. He could catch him. Like, for me, I thought he was very close to winning the lightweight title against Charles Oliveira. I, I thought the fight was actually going to be stopped. Um, I just think since Gaethje's last loss, he's matured. He, he doesn't go in for the kill <clears throat> as quickly as he would because when he was doing that with Alvarez and with Dustin Poirier, they punished him. Whereas before, he like in a World Series of Fighting, he might not have been fighting... I'm not saying the bad fighters, but the, the competition of the level that's in the UFC of Alvarez and thing. Um, so since then, he's he's matured. He doesn't rush in. He's more measured, and uh, he picks his shots, and they're still heavy. I still I I I see that being a first round finish. Either way, I'm going to predict Justin, but I think it, it could go. It could easily go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can see when you say first round finish, yeah, I, I can see exactly what you mean. Because, but I mean, Gage for year has what well, has looking at his record a lot more wins and losses, and um, losses were against top people in the sport, but at the same time, um, he said he's far more calculated and far more strategic with his how he on the offensive on the offense, but um. 
Chandler still is known for that fight, that knockout, that you know, just the counter punch, um, counter striking power in the cage. Yes, it could go either way. That's what I'm saying. It yeah, could. Yeah. I, I, I would say Gaethje. What's interesting about what it is, though, um, they're both champions from outside of the organization between Bellator and, Bellator and World Series of Fighting. When Justin Gaethje came in, I didn't think there was as much pushback against him as there seemed. Like with Chandler, it seems to be some weird thing that UFC fans don't really like. Chandler. Yeah. But okay, hold on. At the beginning, when he came in, I think even this was confirmed. His words, but he quotes what Dane White said to him that, "Well, you're coming to the organization, blah blah blah, this and that. Don't what you're doing." But the fans seem to like it. Now, is it probably because? Am I have things now changed because I'm talking about time. This is back in January, February, whereby he came to the organization and then he beat Dan Hooker back at UFC 257. 257. That was a good start for his um for his career in the UFC. But I think his next fight against um who was it? Sharon Salvera. Ah uh, yeah, he lost. For the title, yeah. Um I don't know. See, I'm a lot on Twitter. And on Twitter, well, Twitter is a fucking toxic place as it is. It's a sewer. It is. It's hot. Like, you find the worst of the worst down there. Mm. Um, but there seems to be a lot of hate for Chandler. And I don't know why. Maybe he comes, maybe it's because sometimes he comes across kind of arrogant. Really? Um, with that thing with him and Justin Gacy back and forth, there was something he said. And I was just like, oh, he's a bit, he sounds like a bit of a smug prick. But I like him. He comes across, like you said, usually most of the times, all the time, bar that, he comes across quite well. He's well-spoken. Like I said, you would never guess he was a fighter. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Carries himself well, plenty of love, class, comes from a good background. I mean, his wife's a doctor. Yeah. So, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of hate from him. It's interesting as well because two of them were champions outside and then if one of them ends up getting the lightweight belt, because I would say whoever wins this will go on to face whoever the champion. I think this is a title eliminator. So I think whoever wins this will go on to fight for the title. Then again, whoever may have it at the time, whether Justin or Dustin fights Charles or and wins or or does Charles keep it? If Charles keeps it, do they do with Charles Chandler too if he wins? I don't know. It's gonna be a good fight for as long as it lasts, but I can't see it going past the round. I can't I can definitely not see it going to a decision. And saying that now will probably go to a decision. But I can't see it like like I said, I think Justin Gacy, his last decision was 2014. So we have to wait and see. But I think it's going to be an early finish for whoever. Like I said, I'm I'm the only. Like I say I'm more kind of. If you had to put a bet on it, who would I put it on? I put it on Gaethje. Um, but that could easily change. Masara okay. GSP. After after te- after you telling what you just just told me told me and me looking up some facts on the internet, I think I would change my mind and go in the direction of Justin Gaethje also. But it could be like, it could be Casey could catch him as well. It's it's as easy as that. Yeah. Like I I like Justin Casey. I think he's good. Like he's he's always exciting. Like 
you know, kind of just in case you fight, you're like, right, it's not going to last long, but it's going to be good. It's going to be like his first fight in the UFC. Michael Johnson was an absolute war for the, I think, the, for, I think it ended at the end of the first round, the second round. But it was just a complete war back and forth. It was one of the best fights. I think it was one of the best debuts I've seen. But then again, Michael Chandler's was quite impressive as well, but it didn't last. It's like it was more one-sided as opposed to back and forth. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know, like, do do the UFC fans, like, from what I've seen, they do have a lot of hate from online on some things. They Do they not want to see someone from an outside organization come in and win the belt? Is that what it is? Or, or is it something about him personally? Or I don't know. I, just, I think it's strange because he hasn't really done anything to invoke that kind of a reaction. Okay, I mean, I've heard in some places on another podcast, but this might be a little bit biased because it comes from someone who doesn't like him. And they've had some bad blood before in the past when this other person who's now a retired mixed martial artist was fighting at Bellator. Um, I think there was sometimes in 2017 or so, 2016, they were supposed to fight each other. Okay, do you know Josh Thompson? Yeah, I do. I actually, yeah, now that you mention it, I would not really listen. If it was not not that it's him, but if it was someone that was something was supposed to happen between them and something fell out and he doesn't like them, I really wouldn't take the opinion of someone who doesn't like someone. Yeah, because yeah. we always be biased, always come from a bad yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. So that 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 make, does make sense. Um, but I mean, okay, but Going by what he said, he said another fighter, Ben Henderson, has even confirmed this as well. They more or less both said that this guy, Michael Chandler, is fake. That all of the nice guys... I mean, basically, he starts by saying that people who have the the words blessed or blessed or tattooed anywhere in their body tend to come across as really fake. They're not this sort of nice guy or gentleman sort of figure who's... Um, uh, all about integrity and treating people well and uh, raising people up. They're not like that at all. Uh, they said about this guy, Michael Chandler, that he's just a fake motherfucker. That once the cameras are off, once the, all the public audience are not there, he just they just flip and turn to something else. So it's just so arrogant and rude. But, I mean, if that was the case... You would get other, you would get a lot of people saying that. Plenty of people saying that. It'd be very, very easy to easy to find that information out and confirm that information to confirm whether that allegation, whether that statement is actually correct and true. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to Google it after actually because it could be true. And the reason why you might not hear it is because you might not, because like me and you said before that we, we probably need to watch more martial arts other than just the UFC. Like I do watch Bellator, like from time to time, um, the PFL has been quite good this year. Yeah, but because yeah. the PFL has actually been really good um, this year. Um, so it's just there's so much to watch in so little time. If I was a millionaire and didn't have a job, that would be ideal, but that's not the case. Um, we might not be coming across, we might not be following these fighters on Instagram or something. Like these stories might have been told before, but they might not be in our line of view on social media or whatever. 
So if we if I actually go search this, you, you could get down to the bottom of it. Might people more people might have talked about it. Mm. It could be he could be an asshole because that's why I said with that thing with Justin Gaethje when so he was on the video you sent me the the thing the the YouTube clip. There was there was something there about my one stage where I thought he's he's a bit of a smug prick, isn't he? So and I just thought for a split second I went no this is obviously because they're about to fight or whatever you know it's it's. So you're not going to be nice to to whoever, but it wasn't even trash talk or something. It was just something small, and I just thought, nah, that's that's a bit prickish. And then I went, ah, no, it's not like. But then I'll go, I'll go look at the Josh Thompson thing, and I don't know. Sometimes I just, sometimes Josh Thompson can be very good, and sometimes he can be very biased as well. He, he seems to hate fucking UFC. Oh yeah, anyway. because yeah, no, that. That the reason why he doesn't like the UFC is because I think when he joined the UFC and when he joined another organization, Strike Force and became the world champion was in two thousand eight, and then Strike Force was bought by the UFC. So he ultimately found himself back with the UFC again. I think the UFC, um, they're very you know Dana White is very notorious for how he pays his his fighters. I think he may have some exceptions such as Conor McGregor. But he's notorious how he pays his fighters, and the company's also known for making their fighters do things that they don't want to do. And um, uh, that that's probably the reason why um, uh, he is, doesn't like them. And on top of that, the UFC seemed to be um, uh, how do I say how do I put this? You see, the PFL had, had a really good year. That's true. I've seen some of their fights for this year. They're really the main events. Some main events are crazy. But for some reason, those organizations, PFL, One Championship, Bellator, they never seem to get the sort of recognition that the UFC get. The UFC can put on a lousy card, a really, really shitty card. And people should tune in to watch that card. Yes, yeah, it? the name power. It's it's just it's just a brand. It's just a brand. Like there's some really good fighters, there's some excellent fighters, some better champions outside the UFC. Um but it's just the UFC are constant, they're consistent, like they're consistent. The quality is usually quite high because they've over 700 people on the roster. Joe, so they can bang out these cars every week. So Bellator can't do that. Mm, PFL yeah. can't do that. The PFL finals will be coming up in, I think it's October. That'll be a good one to watch. I think. Like AJ McKee won recently. He bet uh, Pitbull, who uh, he was like a homegrown. I think he spent his whole time in Bellator. That's something Bellator needs. I think people need to more consciously. I think me, myself, I want to more consciously look and focus on other areas, on other on other promotions and not just UFC. I want to start looking at a lot here in Ireland. So some of the grassroots up-and-comers, I think... They don't get the attention because we don't give them the attention either. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if ESPN done, let's say, a documentary on Belt or a documentary on UFC, right? Which one's going to get more views? UFC. Of course. Yeah. So, so if you then had the choice, you had a time slot for that half an hour for the next time, who are you going to put in? You're going to put in who brings in the most views, and the UFC yeah. brings in more, more views. So I think MMA fans more constant. More needs to be more conscious on what they watch. Um, 
and I, and I said, I, but they well they do and they don't. I just want to be more conscious of what I watch, and I want to start especially watching Irish stuff over here, um, because there's a lot of good Irish fighters. And the problem is when when they're starting off, they don't get the support, they don't get the love, they don't get the exposure. Um, so I'm gonna more consciously kind of kind of focus on that because over and over here there wouldn't be as many. There's probably loads in the UK that you probably even couldn't you wouldn't be able to keep up with it in the UK, but there wouldn't be as many here. So um, I've started. That's why I've started following the different promotions. And like this one every couple of weeks, there's the Clan Wars, which is a Northern Irish thing. Um, there's a couple of other things that I'm just gonna look forward to, and there's Irish fighters as well that I'm gonna I'm gonna follow closely um, because I think they deserve the attention as well. Because yeah, yeah, you think of we talk about the UFC not getting paid, fighters not getting paid what they were. So imagine what these lower levels and these Irish MMA guys yeah. are getting. So there's actually a guy I'm gonna his he is um what's it's the prospect podcast MMA. I think he's yeah. based in Northern Ireland or Ireland. Um he set up today, he goes, he does interviews and stuff like that with, with the up and comers, the prospects obviously. Um and he set up today a GoFundMe for one of the upcoming events. Um because they obviously don't do you know the bonuses like the fight at night, whatever. So he set up this GoFundMe. This is some guy who's done it off his own back. I set up a GoFundMe. Um, his name's Emmanuel. Um, I think it's, I get the full name for you. It's, it's the Product Prospect That's MMA a, podcast. Like a black sort of uh, yeah. logo, yeah. He set up a GoFundMe to then, I think, the people decide who's got knockout of the night, fight of the night, and submission of the night. And what to do is whatever he has in that GoFundMe pile, they're going to divvy up between those categories like so like you were talking about like we were talking about the UFC guys not getting paid much and here's a guy that has a podcast um, over here about MMA and like he's doing this so like imagine how much the Irish guys are getting paid if this is something that you have to do uh, uh, we I say we all Yes, we. I think today we did a better job of starting the podcast earlier, didn't we? Yeah, slightly, slightly earlier. But now I'm not sure about you, but I can see you enjoying. Is it white wine you're drinking over there? It is. It is white wine. Yeah. No, that's good. It seems to be keeping me going, but I'm feeling knackered myself over here. No hassle. No hassle. <laughs> it's it, is, it is because it is. That's what. That's what I feel like sometimes as well. Like I said, that I could be ready to go and then within half an hour so you're gone so that's what before like about 12 half 11 I said I'd have a glass of wine that'll get me going keep me awake is that what your your eighth glass now or something your tenth glass I know it's not I only drank half the bottle oh it's only because it's it's only because there was no other uh, alcohol in the house I wouldn't usually drink it, man. Wine gives me a fucking... Because me, the girlfriend, would have had the other half as well. She went off to bed about 12 o'clock. Um, and then half the bottle was there. No, so I'm going to have to drink more. Um, usually I would drink maybe a vodka or a beer. Um, okay. But the white wine's going to give me a fucking hell of a headache if I keep drinking it. So I think... Does it really give thought, you... 
Does it really give you it a does. headache afterwards? Wow. Uh, in the morning for my hangover. Like it's, I get a headache most times when I get a hangover, but after wine, it seems to be extreme. I don't know, because wine's just, wine's a weird alcohol, man. Wine's a weird one. It's, it's the bottle goes so quickly. <laughs> if it tastes good, yeah, if you like it. Yeah. It's empty before you know it. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I let you go then. Um, I'm going to send you a text on information about something. But I'll text you. I won't say it. I'll text you out. Sure. I think a good chunk of this podcast, for a good chunk of everything was just taken up by Woodley versus Paul. I just, I became so obsessed over that. I mean, even the stuff you mentioned about the other fights, Chandler and Gaethje, I should have done my homework on that. And I did weeks before the fight between Paul and Woodley, but it just went out the window. I was thinking, no, Woodley's yeah. going to win this one. And I was, it, I was thinking if Woodley wins this, I'll just dedicate the whole podcast to that fight. Oh my god! You're just... so happy. Yeah, yes, I've been so I've been so over the moon that if he wins, if he beats Paul, then I know that it's just it's just one step towards towards slowing down that hype train to just to a humiliating halt, and then from that's it. We don't hear about these two guys ever, ever again. I mean. Candace Owens just the other day she was talking about how um okay I'm kind of going to something that's political now but she was talking about how a Logan Paul made last year a video about how he's a white privileged male and just making comments surrounding the George Floyd incident and basically just Black Lives Matter and stuff like that and I think she started when she was describing who Logan Paul was she said oh he's a, he's this YouTuber and when I heard that for the first time in, in on the video, I, I remember where, where I was. I just fell about. I was la- laughing that, and so he was. I'm sure he'd be like to be known as a boxer, not a YouTuber, because a title of a boxer carries more respect, not a YouTuber. So I was thinking, wow, <laughs> even she's probably seen the boxing he's he's done, but she doesn't care about that. No, but he's more. He's more like. But if you look at, he's more of an accomplished YouTuber than he is a boxer. He's he hasn't won a fight. He hasn't won a fight. Mm, um, obviously yeah. the fight one, but no, he hasn't. I don't think he's won a fight, has he? I don't think he has. But he's got over twenty million followers from YouTube, so we won't we won't scoff at him for that. So that's that's what he's predominantly known as. And out of two of them, I would go, yeah. If you want, if you're gonna have those so many million viewers, of doing something, anything, or, or that much of a, of a following, or that much support for something, call me boring or old fashioned, but wouldn't you want it to be something respectable, something, something intelligent and worthwhile that you've done? You know, not something that that not where you've been like a clown or something like that. Yeah, I do get what you're saying, but if someone said, look, if I'd give you a million euro right now if you do this, like, hence what they want me to do. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, but that's the way it's gone. Like, you've, you see the pranks. Some of them are over the top. Not just them. Your man, Jack Jones, I think he's based in the UK. He went away yeah, for a yeah. while. I seen he was back the other day. He posted a video again. I don't know how I seen it because I'm nearly sure I unfollowed him because he started to annoy it. Like, because the pranks are funny when they're real. But he was caught, like a lot of his stuff was set up and a lot, it was all the same people. 
Um, and then he was caught being racist in the nightclub as well. So that's kind of why I didn't like him either. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the thing, well, it's not nice to be fucking racist, is it? Like, no, no, it, you um... know, people like people who said it before, so people who smile in your face, but when something bad happens, that's when you see the true side of people, especially with the English footballers. Those, if this, if those three boys had a score, they would have been hailed as heroes by the same people. But because they missed, they were abused, their lives were threatened. The, and black people's lives were threatened in the UK. That not, Like, it's just like, I don't give a fuck what colour you are. I hate everybody equally. Okay? You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Um, I don't know. I'm only joking. I don't hate anyone. Um, I, it's just... It's just stupid. Um, he done something stupid. I can't remember. He said something derogatory or something in a nightclub. He was caught on camera, then tried to deny it or say it was part of something else. Um, but anyways, off track. That's the way everything's gone now. If you look at Facebook and all, there's all these different kind of pranks and all these things, and that's that's just the generation that there is. I don't I don't know where you are age wise. Um, I say you're <laughs> similar. You're younger than me, I'd say. Just a few years younger than you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but you would probably grow up with the same kind of things. You'd you'd want to you'd you'd want to feel like you earned the money doing something. But that's not the way of the world now. The world is all easy, fast money. Everything's fast. The internet's fast. You're famous, then you're not. Within like you go viral, then you're gone. So everything's easy come, easy go nowadays. So people yeah. are gonna take the money when they get a chance, um, and unfortunately, people do some some stupid, stupid things to do it. But at the end of the day, they want to do stupid things to get money. That's that's their own business. I'm not paying their bills. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Anyway, um, I think it's like I give uh, the brief outro. Um, I think we covered everything we can cover in this episode, isn't it? For now. Some stuff like the China versus Gaethje might come back to that late. Even Paul versus Woodley might come back to that as well. Um, yeah. No, Paul Woodley, we forget about it. That's gone now. That's that's ruining yes, no, everything. That's, else. Yeah, that's true. true. That's, that's gone now. Done. Um, done because done. this weekend, this weekend, I don't know if I text you after and we try to set up another one for this week. You've got Till Brunson. You've got Aspinall fighting. You've got Paddy fighting. You've got uh, Meatball McCann fighting and you have Jack Shore fighting all UK based fighters this weekend Okay. so I don't know about you but I would like to do something on them especially if, for me I thought you'd more so because they're all from your country no of course I'll definitely look into that again I, will, I was completely obsessed with the Woodley Paul situation and I uh, I've taken myself out of that now. So I'm going to be talked about for a, very, for a while now. So I'll start focusing on the new stuff, which is good. Which is what I have to do. Yeah. Which is what I should yeah. do. It's, it's what it's, you just got so obsessed with that. Okay, so okay. look, it's done now. We can focus on the MMA. Darren Till is coming up. I love Darren Till. He's, oh, he's such a good character. Then you've got Paddy making his debut. You've got Meatball McCann. You've got Tom Aspinall, oh. who for me is really up and coming in the heavyweights. 
like he's so fast. He's so like he moves like a middleweight. He doesn't move like his hands are so fast. Um, so I'd like to do something on them because they're very and they're all from the four of them are from Liverpool. And then I think it's oh, I hope I didn't get his name wrong. I think it's Jack Shore is Welsh. So you've got five people from Great Britain. All right, I have to look into the cards just to. Uh, well, when should we record the next episode? Um, I'm trying to. I'm off tomorrow, and I'm not in until two on Wednesday, so I could do tomorrow, or I could, I could, do, I'd say I'm going to be doing later. If I start on late, I actually didn't check the roster. If I start on late, I'm usually doing late all week because I can't do a late then an early because I need to have some of the. 12 or the 11 hour rest period in between shifts. So if I start on late, I'm usually on late for the week. Okay, so if you were, you know what, I can text you about this. People need to, to hear them in the yeah. podcast. You can you cut this bit out at the end? Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Um, don't forget to like and uh, subscribe if you enjoy our content. And um, duh, duh, duh. Yes, uh, see you in the next one. See you soon. <laughs> I'll text you. Yeah. I'll text you once we finish it. Sure thing, man. All right, take care. Thank you. See you later. See ya.